got to stand up strong Take the truth about themselves To understand what went wrong I know we can find a way I know we can find a way I know we can find a way Stand up Stand up Stand up Uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Welcome to the third hour of the show today. You can get involved. There's one line open at 888-775-3773. 888-77-JESSE. J-E-S-S-E, Jesse. My biblical question for this week, week, why do you get involved with your own problems? Why? Why do you get involved with your own problems? We have every way that you can watch and support the show listed on com slash show. com slash show. And you can listen to the show anywhere in the world, anywhere. And we are heard around the world by everybody in there, mama. Uh, while you're working out or whatever, by calling the listen line on 641-793-1500. 641-793-1500. And don't forget to follow. Hit the like button and follow. Ring the bell. And we are on BitChute, BitChute.com, dot com slash Jesse Lee Peterson. And Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com slash at Jesse Lee Peterson. All right. It's Bible Thumper Thursday. Bible Thumper Thursday. Okay, are y'all ready for a little church today? My next guest is a five-year-old preacher who went viral when his mom captured him baptizing his toy in the bathtub. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believed in him shall not perish and shall not die, but have everlasting life. Yes, yes. Just regurgitating Bible verses. You will emerge from that as an atheist. You you need to get your vaccination. I got my booster. I'm, I'm telling you again, as your as your leader and pastor, you want to be safe and healthy. You want to get boosted in Jesus' name. It's a disgrace. God is non-binary. God is queer. God is autistic. Let me hear you speak in tongue. Well, I know what it means, but it's just hard to understand. But you got to um, realize that the prophets were out there saying, Thus saith the Lord, and um, they didn't even know who, who it was. They didn't understand what they were saying. Amazing. So I have a guest coming up here but uh, uh, for a few minutes, and then I'll get to the rest of the call. But I want to go quickly back to Bo. And then I'll get to my guest here. Hey, Bo. What up, Jesse? All is well. Thank you for holding. How are things going for you? Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, I just checking in with you. Um, I don't want to make it long. I know you got a big show, but I'm not vaccinated. That's me speaking in tongues. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, it's been crazy. It's been about three years since I was on your show, and yeah. So much has happened, like in the world and in the country, and just growing as a as a man trying to, you know, just uh, just growing. Yeah, it's it's a process, man, and I, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And did you tell the producer that you feel it emotional? Yeah, 
What do yeah, you, why? Just, uh, man, Jesse, I don't know. I was, I've always been an emotional kid. Parents divorced when I was two or three. But the more I listen to your show, the more I'm understanding why. Yeah. Like, in a, in a broad perspective. Like, you know, I'm not going to get into all the details because you know right. that. I already know what you're going to say, but it's like the family's disintegrated. I've been taught to be emotional as a, as a like, I'm supposed to be this sensitive person as a man, but at the same time, I'm supposed to act like I have all the answers and like I don't need anything. And it's uh, it's a strange thing to just be silent and be like, I'm going to depend on God and not get involved with my problems because I feel like I'm supposed to know how to deal with my problems. I don't know anything, man. Have you gone, <laughs> have you gone and forgiven? I did. Um, I did. I did that with my dad. I did that with my mom. But the issue with them is they're, I guess the clinical term, they're like narcissists. Very, they're just unrepentant bad people, man. They, but, they, uh, but just, that, that shouldn't affect you, though. Know, I mean, once you forgive no, them, whatever it, they, it, their issues are, they can hold on to, though. It has nothing to do with yep. you once you forgive them. Exactly. I, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. The little boy in me is like, well, it would have been cool if I'd have been like, I forgive you. And they'd have been like, oh, okay, now I want to be the parent that I've always, you know, you've always wanted, but that's not reality. It's like, I let them go so that I can get sane and go on with my life. And they have their choices. There's a part of it that you know, still hurts, but I have to be a man. I can't. Are you doing I the prayer? Anymore. Are you I got to the- look your silent prayer up. You, I, I haven't I haven't been in contact with you or or, or that in, in a long time, but I was suffering. I, I, what the suffer? <laughs> so suffer and die. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I kind of don't want to do that, but I'll look I'll look up the prayer. Yeah, yeah do the silent sure. prayer. www. Silentprayer. All right. Yeah, I got one question. Yes, if that's all right. Before I go, um, so my grandfather was in the seven oh seven armored. Uh, I think it was, uh, the, he was in the 5th Armored Division within the 707th Armored Battalion in Bastogne. Uh, he fought in World War II. White. He uh, white. Dale Ross. He white. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he came back from World War II, never said a bad word about anybody, never said a racist word, but he worked at Safeway in Carpentry for 30 years. Um, what I want to know, I have a question for Steven Spielberg, and I have a question for Tom Hanks. Uh, 23 years ago, they made Band of Brothers and raised Saving Private Ryan, and they called that the greatest generation because those men went to Germany and and uh, through a lot of sacrifices. 18 men came back out of my out of my uh, grandfather's battalion. Um, he was sick at a hospital in France when they got attacked by a Panzer division. I don't know. I think 800 people, 18 of them lived, and they had to retreat through enemy lines. So he. He was, uh, he was at a, it was a blessing. He had malaria, but anyways, with all that that happened and the Jews that were freed from the camps and the lives that were, it was horrible, but my grandfather indirectly and directly helped free the Jews in the camp. I want to know why Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg and the Jewish population of the United States is not standing up saying, Hey, the Holocaust started with words with our people. And the Holocaust is starting with words with white people. I want to know why nobody in the Jewish community and Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks aren't standing up saying, hey, before you demonize all white people, white people saved Jews in Europe. And I'm a descendant of that. And I just wanted to say that today. That's all. Amazing. Well, I appreciate your call, Bo. Um, Call me again, all right? And do the silent prayer. Call me. I will. I love you guys. And... You black and I'm white. Love you. I love you too, buddy. Thanks for your call. You All black. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Later. <laughs> okay. All right. 888-775-3773. I have with me for a few minutes here my guest, Todd Coconato. You got it. You he got is it. a pastor, evangelist, and the host of Remnant Podcast. And I wanted to talk to him. It's Bible Thumping Thursday, so I wanted to talk to him about uh, Christianity in America today. Uh, welcome to the show, Todd. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Jesse, it's great to be with you. I'm enjoying the show today. Thank you so much. You're welcome, man. Thank you. Uh, you look like a white guy. Why, why your last name is Coco Nacho? 
Coconado. I'm Italiano. That's why. Oh. You know, they came, <laughs> <laughs> now they gave me a real white name though, Todd. You know, it's like I don't know. It's like I say Toddarino. You know. Yeah. But uh, but Coconado is definitely Italian. We're Sicilian. And so are, are Italians considered white? Pretty much. Yes. Oh, okay. So yes. you're a white of man. European descent. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you love white people? I do. I love all people, just like God. God says to love all people. You know, I love uh, what Alvita says. She says, you know, like her uncle used to say, uh, you know, love is colorblind. I mean, we look at the, the content of the character, not the color of the skin, you know. And so do you love white people? I do. Amazing. And yeah. so let, let me ask, thank you again for coming on. So you are a pastor and an evangelist, right? Yes, sir. And were you called by God or did you have to go to school? Oh, man, I got uh, so I was a Hollywood actor. I was a child Hollywood actor for many years, totally caught up in Hollywood, partying, living the lifestyle at the age of about 22 years old. I was in Granada Hills, California, and I got stabbed nine times, one in the heart. And so on the way to the hospital where I was on my way to dying, I went into the presence of God and he said, do you want to live or do you want to die? And I said, I want to live. He says, well, if you live, you got to do two things. You got to tell people I'm real and you got to stay on fire for me. And so that was many, many years ago. And I'm uh, telling people God is real. He's absolutely real beyond a shadow of a doubt. And you are a, an evangelist. What is that? So basically, we're just doing the Great Commission, Jesse, you know, going out, making disciples of the nations, baptizing the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching people the truth because people are hungry and they're looking for answers. And we have the answer in Jesus Christ. That's amazing. And tell the folks, uh, Remnant, you're, uh, you're the host of Remnant Podcast. What is that about? Yes, sir. We got a that? podcast, the Todd Coconado Show, The Remnant. Uh, we have that, and then I do a weekly show called America's Remnant, which is on a bunch of Christian television networks. But we're just trying to get the truth out there and get back to the basics, you know, but restore the foundations. Yeah. Uh, I think there's been a lot of weird stuff going on in the church for about 30 years here, and uh, I really feel like God is shaking the body of Christ, but I think he's taking us back to where he wants us to go. Are you married? I am, sir, yes. Are you the head of your wife? Absolutely. And does she obey you? Yes, and I love her as Christ loves the church, which is, I think, equally hard and at the same time important. And so she does obey you? I believe she does, but you know why she does that? Because she knows my character, and she knows who I am in Christ. And so, you know, it's an earned respect. And so she does obey you? Yes, sir. Amazing. I, uh, <laughs> uh, what is love? Well, God's love is agape love. It's, it's a love that uh, is greater than any love that we can probably accomplish, but we can do our very best to love like God does, and that's an unconditional love. You know, it's a, it's a love. I mean, he says, love even your neighbors. My goodness, that's hard. Love, love your enemies. You know what? You know, but if we do that, that's the example of Christ. And so it doesn't mean we're pushovers. It doesn't mean we're weak doesn't mean we don't take a stand. I mean, even Jesus turned over the tables, Jesse. But, you know, at the same time, we love enough to say the truth, and we do do that in love. And so what is love? Uh, perfect love casts out fear. Love is, uh, I mean, it's, it's God. God is love. Amazing. And um, I noticed that the churches today are very weak. Christianity yeah. is weak. The church is weak. Why is that? Because a lot of people have capitulated, caved, gotten involved in worrying about likes or followers or being accepted or, you know, wanting to be popular. And so they like to tickle ears. And when you compromise, uh, you know, you, you get weak because uh, the power is in the truth. The power is in the word of God. We got to I'm just the messenger. You know, I didn't write it. But as I stand by the word of God and I preach the entirety of the word of God, there's authority. And the Bible says it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. And this is what we have in our society. We got bondage. We got evil. This is a battle of light versus darkness. So when you take a stand for the entirety of the word of God, it's the anointing on you. You're able to set the captive free. You're able to go out and cast out and drive out, Jesse. Amazing. Are you, um, um, have you noticed that in the churches that the pastors, the preachers, the, the reverends, whatever they want to call themselves, they allow women to become pastors and preachers and, and bishops and all those things. Why are they allow women to be preachers when they know it's not of God? 
Well, you know, this is one of the, the, the big areas of debate within the Christian community, a huge area of debate. There are certain ones like, you know, when the rapture is going to happen, if women can be preachers. But I, look, this is what I noticed, Jesse, is that because there's not a lot of men standing up, men need to stand up. Men need to come back and be men. You know, uh, the society is trying to take away masculinity, saying it's toxic and all these evil things. But the truth is, is that, you know, men and women both have very important roles. And so if we step into those roles as the Bible outlines them, then we're optimal and we work together for the glory of God. This is why they're trying to disrupt the family. This is why they're coming after men. And should men allow women to be preachers since it's not of God? You know, like I said, it's a huge area of debate. I mean, I'm a pastor. I'm a man. So in my church, you know, I don't have to worry about that. But, you know, I, I think what people need to do is they need to go to Scripture. They need to go to the Lord. They need to pray about that. Uh, but, you know, like I said, that's like one of the biggest areas of debate in the church. And so should, should, um, should men allow women to be preachers? I understand that you said you would never allow that to happen. Am I right? Well, here's the thing. I mean, I don't have to deal with that in, in our particular church, but I think there's anointed women of God out there that have a specific role to, to play. I mean, I, just, I don't think God would handicap half the church. Uh, but at the same time, I understand the scriptural areas where people are referencing as far as like being the head of the, the church in the in the church as a pastoral role. So it, it's, you know, I understand the scriptures. I understand the argument on both sides, uh, but we're probably not going to end that one today, if you know what I'm saying. I, I know, and I understand that. I'm, I'm just asking you as a pastor, would you ever allow a woman to be a pastor? Well, here's the thing, okay? I knew a man that wouldn't, and, and here's the thing. His daughter ended up being a preacher, and this is a man that was adamant against women preachers. And then his daughter ended up being a preacher, and it softened his heart. I have a daughter, and if she went out there and started spreading the good news, I'm not going to tell her not to do it. You know, I, she, look, I don't think God's going to stop us from doing that in heaven. You know, I, I think it's men and women, they have roles, and you, you define those roles, but I'm not going to say a woman can't be a preacher. I don't believe that. So would you ever allow a woman to be a preacher at your church? Depending on the situation, I would. So you would allow it. Do yes, you sir. believe women, were, they, uh, were women created to lead or to follow? I think that women are created to be, let's see here, in the, in the household submitted to the husband. Uh, in the church, there are scriptural references, which I understand where people come from, where they say women are to be quiet. But that's, there's a lot of debate theologically there because that was a specific church. And so certain people say, well, that was just that church because the women were yelling out. You know, you have the, the example of Priscilla and Aquila. Uh, you know, where Priscilla was kind of the head there. So it, it's up for debate, Jesse. And I, I'm not going to give you a, a finite answer on it because it's one of the areas that I get the most heat as a preacher. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I got, I got members in my family that are preachers that are women. So oh, to me, what it, a mess. A yeah, it's a tough one, man. Were women cr- created to lead or to follow? I mean, if you think back to the garden and what happened, you know, the woman was taken from Adam's rib, you know, so ultimately, uh, you know, in the structure that God set up, yes, women in the, in the, in the, in the biblical definition are meant to follow the head of the household, which is men. Uh, So I would agree with that. I do think there's a lot of cases though, where men don't rise up and the woman is the one that's anointed by God because she has to fill the position in the household because the Bible says if there's one in the household, then the household is sanctified. And so the truth is, is a lot of men are watching NFL, you know, uh, involved in pornography, just caught up in a bunch of nonsense. And in the household, unfortunately, what happens is the woman gets on fire. And in that case, she is the spiritual leader because the man's not doing it, if that makes sense. But rightfully, in the word of God, the man should lead. So I'm black and I'm slow here. So forgive me. Uh, And I'm just not hearing the answer. Was (laughs) were women created to lead or to follow? So I know what you want me to say. You want me to no, say? No, I, I, I don't have, I want you to say what you know to be true, we're not what I want made, you to say. We're, made in the we're women created to lead or to follow? In the, in, the, in the blunt, you know, if it has to be a finite answer, I would say follow. And so knowing that women are created to follow and it's not in their nature to lead, why would you let a woman be a preacher, period? Well, see, because God's not going to handicap half the church. And you got people like Ruth that changed the nation. You got many people in the Bible where there's biblical women that stood up and made a difference for a generation in their time. And we talk about them in the scripture. So, you know, you can't say that God would would just say women can't do anything. They got to just sit there and be silent. That's not the way God works. 
But if you know, they God were not created, it's not in their nature to lead and everything. Not they, to lead, but, but they— And if they're they not, why would you allow them to lead if it's not in their nature? They don't know how okay, to do it. let me give it. you an example. Let they don't know how to do example. it because it's not in them to do it. And you can't make okay. something be that's not. I understand what you're saying, but here, here's, the, here's the problem with that, okay? The Great Commission, if you go to the Greek and the Hebrew and the lexicon, and you look at it, God would not make a mistake there and say, go and make disciples of all the nations, men. He said, everybody, all people, that's the Greek and the Hebrew. So you can't argue with that. The fact is, is that we all have a great commission as Christians, and that's to go and make disciples. So he's not going to, what if somebody got saved from a woman? Then they got to go back and get resaved? That's ridiculous. No, that's but not the way it is. it's impossible to get saved by a woman. But what I'm saying is because she shared the gospel, in other words. You but know the devil shared the gospel. Jesse, I'm sorry. I'm not going to agree with you on this, brother. I'm not gonna, I love you, but I'm not going to agree with you on this. God is oh, not what? Gonna not going to agree with me on what? I'm, on what? <laughs> He's not going to handicap half the body of Christ. What do you He's mean by, I don't it. know what you mean by handicap. In other words, telling women that they can't speak truth. Women can speak truth. Would God ever put the, a woman over a man? It's not over a man. It's sharing the gospel. It's sharing the gospel. Well, the it's devil shared the gospel. What's that? The devil shared the gospel. Well, the word of God doesn't return back void, and the gifts come without repentance. The truth is, is that in the Greek and the Hebrew, as I said, he commissioned all men and women of God to go and speak the truth. He it, didn't say just the men. I'm sorry. If your wife told you, you know what, honey, Todd, Todd, honey, the Lord told me to go preach, would you tell her to go sit out, or would you agree with that? I would stand with her. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> do you believe in the order of God? I do. But what, again, it's, take, it's what's taken that order? out of context. What's it's that order? The, order? the biblical order is talking about the household. And that's when a man of God is submitted to the Holy Spirit. Okay, but there's a lot of situations where a man of God is not submitted to the Holy Spirit. He's not a man of God. Like I said, there's people that are addicted to alcohol, and the wife in the household has got a hold of God, and she's on fire. So, you know, the man is not leading as the spiritual head, as he's designed to, as the Word of God says. What is the order of God? The order of God is the man should be the head of the household and lead spiritually, yes. The order of God, God in Christ, Christ over man, man over woman, and woman over children. And so if, that's the, if that is the spiritual order of God, why would a man allow any woman to be over him and be out of the order of God? But you're saying a man allow. This, again, would be if a man is in Christ or not. You have to understand, if the man's not in Christ, how is he allowing? He's, he's, he's given to the things of this world. You're either in Christ or you're not in Christ. No, but I'm so, asking you, since that's the order of God, why would you allow your wife to be a preacher when it's not the order of God? He's breaking the, she, order, the of order of God. The order of God is that she submitted to me as my wife spiritually as the head of the household. So if I said, honey, I don't feel this is right, of course she's not going to just go and do it. But the thing is, that doesn't mean I say, hey, you can't speak. You can't speak the word of God. But you wouldn't let her be a preacher, right? Well, I mean, define preacher. We're all ministers of the gospel. For not Christians, women. We're... Women are not ministers of the gospel. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not going to agree with you on this, bro. I'm, what, I'm just telling you. you. You mentioned the head of the household. Is the man the head of his wife or head of the house? They would be the same. The household means the family unit. Does God say the man is the head of the wife, or does he say the man is the head of the house? Well, it's, it's basically, if you're looking at the definition from the, from the Greek or the Hebrew, the household is saying your home, your, your life, your family. That's what it means. So it's not like just inside the house. It's like the entirety of your life, you know, as a married couple, one before the Lord, the man is responsible spiritually. Yes, I agree with that. So, uh, again, I'm black and slow, so I apologize for that. You know how we are as black people. Uh, <laughs> does God say that the man is the head of his wife, or does he say the man is the head of the house? The household. So if you have kids, anybody in So in the Bible home. it says that he is the head of the household, not the wife? Well, yes, he's the head of the household, but also the But I, I, you're not answering me, though. Does he husband. say that the man is the head of his wife or of the house? It says, wives, submit to your husbands. Right. That's, yes. And does it say that the man is the head of his wife or head of the house? Well, like I said, it's, it's, you're, you're interchanging. They're pretty much the same. The household is no, the family. No, I'm just asking unit. you, what does he say? I know I understand that human beings take it and they make it be according to their weakness. But what I'm asking you, in the Bible, would it say that the man is the head of his wife or the head of the house? 
Well, so, okay. I mean, I'm not really understanding what you're saying. So the wife, yes, because that's I, part of the house. And the wife. No, 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 no stay with me. Because, again, I, I, you probably don't understand because I'm black and slow. But <laughs> if I read the Bible about the order of God, would he say the man is, would the, would the scriptures say that the man is the head of his wife? Or will it say that the man is the head of the house? From what I've read, it would be both. It would be Does both. it say both? Yeah. So in the Bible, it says the man is the head of his wife and of the house. Correct. Where is that? The household. It's, it's where is home. that in the scriptures where it says he's the head of the house? Well, you know what I'll do is after the show, I'll put up a bunch of scriptures referencing what you're saying. Because okay. I have to get, look, as a pastor, I don't, I'm, you know, there's certain things I can spout out right away. I understand. I'm not a Bible thumper either. I totally understand that. <laughs> But I'll put this up today because this is a big, hot debate in the, in, the, in the body of Christ. And look, I prayed over this for many, many years. I understand both sides. I live in the South. Uh, there's a lot of people that are Baptists out here, and a lot of people uh, disagree with women in ministry at all. But see, that's why I went to the Scripture in the Greek and the Hebrew, and I studied the Great Commission, which is to go and make disciples. And God is very specific. If he wanted it to be just men that went and went and made disciples, he would say, men, make disciples of all the nations. He does he didn't say, say that. that. No. Let me ask, um, does evil come through the woman or through the man? Evil comes through an open door. Does it come through the woman or through the man? It would be more likely to come through the man as the head of the household spiritually, but it can come through the woman as well. There's a Jezebel spirit that could arise in your home. A woman could be involved in in all different types of things that open a door in the home. Anybody can open the door in the home. So does the evil come through the woman or through the man? Well, if you're going back to the garden, I mean, people will argue that it was the woman. So does the evil come through the woman? As a preacher, I'm asking you, does the <laughs> evil come through the woman? I answered, or the- Jesse. Jesse, I answered you, man. Listen, it can come from either per- any open door spiritually. If you got someone in your home that's doing something that's opening a door to sin, then it can come in the household there. And you have spiritual warfare. Battle's not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. And so, you know, it come- it's not like, oh, just through the woman or just through the man. It's through an open door of sin. And sin so is does- how it gets... So does the evil come through the woman or through the man? Evil comes through sin and an open door. Is Satan, I'm not going to say man or woman. I'm not gonna, it comes through sin or an open door. Is, is Satan the woman's God or is God the woman's God? Is Satan the woman's God or is God? Well, that just depends on the person. Every person has free will. We all got to make a decision on who we're going to serve. Is Satan the woman's God or is God above the woman's God? Satan is a fallen archangel that rebelled in heaven and that is still in rebellion today. And try, the whole thing that we're doing when we're living is the enemy is trying to take our soul to hell. And God wants us to come to him with free will. And he says he stands at the door of our heart knocking. And all we have to do is let him in. If we receive Jesus Christ with our free will, whether we're man or we're woman, and we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, we're saved. That's it. So is Satan the woman's God or is God above the woman's God? Sa- Satan is, is the God of whoever is not. Uh, given to the Holy Spirit and has accepted Jesus. Is, is Satan the woman's God? No, Satan is the God of the unbeliever. Did the woman listen to Satan or did the yes. man listen to Satan? The woman listened to Satan in the garden. And, and when she listened to Satan, did Satan become her God? I mean, a woman, yes, not every woman. I'm not going to say Satan. And then when the man listened to the woman, did the woman become his God? In that particular instance in the garden, yes, but that's not... I mean, and so listen, is that the same, that's what's happening today until we are born again of the Spirit of God? We, we, every person has a choice. When we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we confess it with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, we repent of our sin and unrighteousness, we turn from our evil ways, then we are saved. So until that happens, Satan is still the woman's God, and, and the woman is the man's God. So in, until that happens, you're either in or you're out. It's so, either, you know, but Bible until that happens, is Satan still the woman's God and the woman is the man God? Because God is the God of the man and Satan is the woman of the God. Okay, I understand what you're saying. And Hold on a minute, is- Todd. Let me take a quick break and then I'll come back for another five minutes. All right. All right. Round two. <laughs> 888-7753-773. Back in a moment. You know, I'm 32 years old now, and I've been I, I've been clinically depressed since I was 
17 years old, and ever since I started listening to you a couple of months ago, bro, I don't even need to hear the word depression. I don't even care about that because that's not anything that I identify with anymore. Nice. I'm 100% cured. I'm 100% better because I've been listening to the Jesse Lee Peterson show, and I can't even begin to tell you how much I appreciate you, and I just can't even... You know, begin to tell you how much I really appreciate the things that you're doing for young men. Young men need to hear this, and young men need to know this message that you're delivering because it's important. It's vital to their lives, Jesse. I just wanted to let you know that, man. That's amazing. I mean, you made my day, man. When I hear one soul has returned to the Father, it's like a thousand. It's better than silver and gold. So God bless you, man. Okay, folks, welcome back. Uh, 888-775-3773, The Hake Report, H-A-K-E. The Hake Report is coming up at the top of this hour from 9 to 11 a.m. From 9 to 11 a.m. Pacific time. James Hake is on fire. He's one white man that's not afraid. What the? So check out this quick commercial. Oh, do you have the new one? Yeah. The new one? Okay. People tell me I have a lot of after energy. Jesse, Jesse, what gives you so much after energy, they say? Is it energy drinks? No. 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 Is it cigars? No. This Afro Jerky. Afro Jerky. Afro Jerky from Big Club, USA. Afro Male. And you can have Afro Jerky energy too. Amazing. 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 <laughs> Amazing. Go to Big Club USA, right? Dot com. Put it in JLP33 and you get 15% off of any products. But especially Afro Jerkies. I have with me um, Pastor Todd. Yes, you, how do you Coconado. say it? Coconado. Coconado. Yeah, <laughs> Coconado. <laughs> tell the folks how, I don't want to run out of time here, so tell the folks how to get to you. you know, yeah, Pastor uh, Todd, PastorTodd.org. Very simple, PastorTodd.org, and everything's right there. And now in the break, I found the scriptures we were talking about, if you want me to read them real quick. Okay. Yeah, so for the man being the head of the household, Ephesians 5.23 says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and himself. And then in uh, 1 Corinthians 11.3, it says, uh, But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the wife is her husband. And then there's several here that talk about the household. So it is the household and the wife, as, as we were talking about. Where does it say the man is the head of the house? So there's, I got to go through these. Um, so You're not going to find that in there. First Timothy 3, 4, it says he must manage his own household as well with the dignity of keeping his children submissive. So he's, he, he means the husband, the man. Amazing. So it's clear that the wife should obey her husband yes. and the man is the head of the wife, right? I agree with you 100% on that. And I will just say this too. In Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit fell, there were women in the, ro- in the room. And so, you know, that's another uh, thing that people use as, a, as an argument there is because why would the Holy Spirit fall upon the women who then, you know, he commissioned the church in Acts chapter 2 when the Spirit of the Lord fell. So that's another thing. So what I look at it is like if you get into the river or live in water and you make it about souls, 
you know, you're not worried about like who's preaching next to me or who you're just speaking the truth. You're standing for righteousness, you know, and this, and when the church debates over these issues, we're sitting here debating and bickering. And meanwhile, the devil and the demons and all the demonic deep state stuff keeps moving on. So it's like, this has been the problem in the church. We got to focus on the 98% that we agree on instead of the 2% that we disagree on and get to work for the kingdom. How do, how do women respond when you tell them that Satan is their God? <laughs> Because it's clear that the God above is the man's God and the God below, which is the devil, is the woman's God. How do they respond when you tell they can overcome the Satan by being born of the father, returning to their fathers. But how do they deal with it when you tell them that Satan is their God? Well, when I tell anybody that Satan's their God, you know, they have a choice. They got to either repent or they're going to buck the system and argue me and tell me I'm crazy. I'm a conspiracy theorist, whatever the whatever the no, word but is. How do women react when you tell them? Because the Satan is not the man's God. The woman is the man's God until he's born of the father. How do women react when you tell them that Satan is their daddy? I don't, I, I don't think people are, you know, they either respond in, in asking, you know, how can I become a Christian and lead me in the sinner's prayer? Or they say that you are crazy. One so that's what two. women say when you tell them that Satan is their daddy. Yeah, if I tell anybody that, yeah. How about women? Yeah, if I tell a woman that, then... Do you ever uh, tell women that Satan is their God? Well, if, if she's not in Christ, I would say something along those lines, but I probably do it in, in a more, you know, appropriate manner where I just say, look, you know, you got to repent of your sins. You got to repent of your unrighteousness right now. If you're not given to the Lord Jesus Christ, you're on your way to hell. Do you ever tell a, them that Satan is their God? I, I don't, Jesse. Not the Why way not? I tell, I tell people. That How they would they know to, if you don't tell them? Because I just say to anybody, anybody that's not in Christ, Satan is their God, whether it's man or woman, anybody that's not in Christ. Well, why don't you tell the woman that Satan is her God and that God above is the man's God? Why don't you tell them that? that? God above is the God of first to the Jew and then to the Gentile, to all people. The Bible says that, you know, I'm asking you a different question. Why don't you tell the women that Satan is their God? Well, I think that's just a weird thing. I don't know where you're getting that from in the scripture. Well, I mean, remember, Eve, Eve, Satan became the woman's God when Eve believed the devil, and she could no longer believe her husband. Satan became her head. Yeah. Did that that's happen? True. Yeah. That did and that's happen. going on today. It's the same thing that happened, until the woman is born of the father. Let me ask, do, we, do human beings have a free will? Absolutely. And what is the free will? See, God gave us the ability to choose because if he forced us to love him, then what's the point of that, right? He wanted us to choose to make a decision. He, he died on the cross for our sins. It's his blood that was shed. The eternal sacrificial lamb died on the cross for our sins so that if we, you know, we make a decision to accept him as our Lord and Savior, to make it about him and not about us, and we turn our life over to him, we're going to have life and life more abundantly. doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We spend eternity ruling and reigning with him. Where did you get the idea that human beings have a free will? Well, it's in the scripture. I mean, he gave well, us why can't they will them? If they have a free will, why can't they will themselves to be free? Well, you can if you accept Jesus. But why do they do it? Who the son sets free is free indeed. Only way to the father is through the son. So you That's have a free we, will. We do have a free will. How about yeah, you? Because look, if I want it tomorrow, do you have to a free will. To, I do have a free will. And do you have anger? I mean, I've dealt with anger. Yeah. Do you have anger? I'm sure. I wrestle with it at times. Do you have anger? Not right now, but I do. Do you have anger? I feel the Lord has delivered me of these things, Jesse, because I've sought for healing, and I've asked the Lord to take these things out of my heart. The Bible says every day, die to your flesh daily. Create in me a clean heart, O Lord. Renew a right spirit in me. We've got we to be not you know, transformed by the renewing of our mind. How do we do that in Jesus Christ? We have to have an active prayer life. We've got to be in the spirit of living God. We've got to be in his word because faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word. And so there's things that he tells us to do that will set us up for success in our walk. Do you have anger? I have a righteous anger sometimes, but I don't think I'm dealing with anger currently. No, I think I'm a very kind man, but I have in the past. Do you have anger now? I have a righteous anger for things that are not of God, just like the Lord did when he, when he overturned the tables, yes. Do you have anger? Not right now. Do you have anger now? I do. And why can't you will yourself not to have it? What you have to do is you got to die to your flesh, man. Why don't you, you will yourself to die then? 
because it's not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. So it's the Spirit of the Lord. But you that said that it. you can will yourself to do it. If you have a will, a free will, do you no, like, do you like having anger? You're taking it out of context. Do man. you like having like, anger? Anger is a spirit. Look, do, it's an anti Are you happy okay. with having anger? No, because I, I'm given to the Holy Spirit. I want to please so the Lord. So if you're not happy with being angry, why don't you will yourself not to have anger? Because as a human being, I don't have the ability to do that. Only through Christ can I do it. Through his spirit can I do it. But if you have a will, why don't you have the ability to do it? Free will will means you can will yourself to do whatever you want. No, it's not willing yourself. You're not willing yourself. Who are you willing? Free will is a choice that that God is the ability. Look, if I want to go out right now and drive my car down and pick up a coffee, I'll do it. No So you choose to be angry? You can, yeah. So do you choose to be angry? I don't because it's not of the Lord. Then why don't you get rid of it? I have because. But you it, still have it. You haven't. It tries to rear its head once in a while. Just well, why don't you will it away, period, if you have a free will? Free will is my ability to trust in the Lord with all my heart, lean not on my own understanding, and all my ways acknowledge him, and he directs my path. It's the spirit of the Lord in me. It's that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead that we have the ability to tap from, and that spirit gives us the strength to be able to do these things. It's anger. Is there any love in anger? Not in, unless it's a righteous anger where you're doing something. Uh, is there any the, love in anger? Not in, not in the anger of the enemy, no. And so you have the anger of, who is the enemy? The enemy is Satan. Lucifer. So you have the anger of Satan? It's, it's a, an ungodly, unholy spirit. So there's fruit. And you have that? Fruit. Well, every person has to die to their flesh daily. So yes. Do you have that? At times. So is it possible to be of the devil and of God? No, I mean, I think when you give your heart to the Lord, if you're truly serving the Lord, it says, what place does light have with darkness? So you're filled with the Holy Spirit, but that doesn't mean, you know, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Is it possible to be of God and of the devil? No, because if you've given your heart to the Lord, you're God's. So then if you have anger, how is it that you're of God? If you have anger, you can't be of the devil and of God. How how were you able to enter into the kingdom of heaven within with anger? Because God clearly states that before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must go and forgive because anger is of your father, the devil, right? It is. How were you able to enter into the kingdom of God with the nature of the devil? It's the state of your heart, but see, this is the biggest question of Christianity. We are all sinners, and none of us can earn our our salvation. Our salvation is through grace, and it's done by the blood of the Lamb. That's why Christ died on the cross. He died on the cross to sanctify our sin. But, the, you know, just like Jesus said, he was without sin, throw the first stone. All how, of us have sin. But how were you able to you able to enter into the kingdom of heaven when God said you cannot enter in with anger? Because that's because the nature it, of the it's devil. The, it's the blood well, of how Jesus. How were you able to enter into the kingdom of heaven within and have anger too. Did the de- did God let you in with the devil? No. What the? You have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If have you, you forgiven that, your mother? If you if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you are saved. But you're still in the process. We're in the process until the day that we die. Have you so, forgiven your mother? Of course. You went to her and forgave her. Well, there's nothing to forgive her of. She's been a great mom. She. There's nothing to forgive your mother for. My mom is a, is a real good woman of God, so you're picking the wrong woman, man. I mean, has she done things there's wrong in my nothing, life? There's nothing that your mother did that you need to forgive her for? for. I mean, there's, there's probably times when we get into disagreements and things like that, but ultimately she's a good woman. Is there her. anything that your mother did that you need to forgive her for? Um, currently, I'm not angry with her at anything. So is there anything hard- your mother did to you while growing up your entire life that you need to forgive her for? I think if there was something, it's already been forgiven. I can't think of anything that I'm holding ought currently right now. Is no. there anything that your mother, you don't have to say what it is. That's your personal business. Right. But is there anything that your mother did that you need to forgive her for? Look, if I wanted to sit back and think about things that she's done wrong, are there things? Of course, in my view. But ultimately, they have been forgiven. Have, we have a good, rela- have have you a good got, relationship. Have you got to forgive her for those things? Yes. You told her? Yes. You told your mother you forgive her for those things. Yes, we've talked it out. I, I'm a very communicative person. We've had a discussion over these things. We've cried. We've repented. Did you tell her you forgive her for those things? I did. Did your father protect you from her? 
Well, I, I think if anything, she protected me from my father sometimes. <laughs> he was a pretty angry Italian man sometimes. But, you know. Did your father uh, protect you from her? He has become a Christian, and uh, I think he protects us in the way of leading the family in a Christian manner. When you were growing up, did he protect you from your mother? Why? Why would he need to protect me from my mother? I don't understand what you're saying. Did he protect you from your mother? I mean, not no. I, he didn't need to. You said that your mother is a good woman. What's good about your mother? She's a godly woman. She loves the Lord. She's a, a very good mother. She, she's wholesome in the way that she lives her life, like Proverbs 31. I mean, What's good about her, though? Her heart. No man is good. How did she become good? Through Christ. I I mean, mean, did she overcome <laughs> her anger? I believe so. Did I don't, she I don't overcome really... her anger? Yeah. Ask your father. He'll tell you. But let me do this because <laughs> we, we got to run here. <laughs> how do you deal with the hell of your, when, you, when the hell come out of your wife, how do you deal with that? When, you, when she's mad about nothing, complaining about nothing, you waking up with a smile, she waking up wondering why are you smiling. How do you deal with the hell in your wife? You know, the thing about it is uh, I'm a man of prayer. At nighttime, when my wife, my daughter go to bed, I go up in the room and I pray, you know, and there's th- these are the things I pray about. If there's a time and a season, every marriage has challenging seasons. You know, when I went through a little bit of a challenging season, I prayed and, and I got, you know, the Lord healed. And now, you know, it's like better than ever. You know, I think we got to But how do you for- deal with, for men, because there are a lot of men watching the show, how do you, and they don't know how to deal with the hell in their wives. How do you deal with the hell in your wife when it comes out? You got to become an intercessor. You got to get into the word. A lot of this is in the spirit that we got. You know, if you're battling something in your home, you're, you're probably battling a demon. You're battling a spirit. So you got to contend for your home. Anoint your home with oil. Uh, get in prayer on the threshing floor. Get on your knees and, and contend for your family. That's the best way to do it. You don't correct the hell that's in her. You don't show her oh, how to course. overcome. Do you Absolutely. tell her how she can overcome that hell? Yes. If, if there is something as to that nature that's happening, I will say that according to the word of God and done in love. I saw this. Um, you have Michelle Botman on, and I, I have a lot of respect for Michelle. I've done some work with her. I know her. I don't know yeah. her personally, but I know who she is. Yep. Uh, you have former Republican Michelle Botman on your show. Yeah. And during her appearance, she mentioned how she spent Christmas teaching her grandkids about hell. Yeah. And <laughs> when she was teaching them about hell, it scared them, right? And they were like, hey, I, I, I don't want to go to hell. Was Michelle Botman evil for doing that or good for putting fear in her, in her grandchildren? Well, Michelle Bachman is a friend, and I highly respect her. Uh, we've done many I do, too. I, I respect her. Was, was she wrong for putting fear in the children? Or was I, that honestly, the right Jesse, thing uh, to do to get? Because she said, oh, I don't want to go to hell, so I want to pray. <laughs> Was well, that the, the right thing for her to do to put fear in the children, or or was it the wrong thing to do? I wasn't there, so I don't know how it was. But she told you about the story. All I'm asking you as a preacher, yeah. was that the wrong thing for Michelle Bachman to do or the right thing for her to do no, to put fear in Michelle the children? Knowing Michelle Bachman, knowing her heart and knowing how she serves the Lord and she fears the Lord, I would say it was the right thing. Just like To Dr. put Dr. fear Billy in Brown. the children about, about heaven and hell? I don't think she did it that way. Because they're going to live the rest of their life in fear of God. Well, good. There's, people need to fear God. In a but good they way. never the know problem. God if they're going to be afraid of God. They don't, they I don't, don't know I him. I don't believe that's the way that Michelle would raise her kids. I, I don't so see you're that, saying she, would, she did the right thing by putting fear in them? Yeah, I believe that Michelle did the right thing, yes. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, one last quick question. There's a lot of discussion on my show about God love is unconditional. Do you believe God's love is unconditional? Of course. Absolutely. And why do you believe that? Because he says it in his word. What, what, what does he say? Well, if you look at what the meaning of agape love is, which God is love, it says it in his scripture, that's what it is. It's unconditional love. That's does literally God the say that his love is unconditional? His love is, okay, when we mean, when we say unconditional, meaning that, you know, no matter what you've done in your life, if you repent and you turn from it and you, and you accept Jesus, he's going to receive you. That's John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believe in him shall not perish, but have life everlasting. That's his love. But okay, does now, God say that his love is unconditional? But here's the condition. The condition is that you must know Jesus. The only way to the Father is through the Son. So the condition is you have to repent of your sin and you have to turn away from it. But what I'm asking, does God say that his love is unconditioned or that's just something people say in their fallen state? 
it's there's I don't know of a scripture off the top of my head where God is saying my love is unconditional. So then why look, do why do Christians say it since God didn't say it? Because the, God because is his love, love is, is not is, unconditional. But no, there is a condition. The condition is you have to accept the Lord in your heart. That's you must rep- you must admit that you're wrong and be born again. Yes. If not, he'll let you suffer in sadness and depression and suicidal thoughts and anxiety and worry and jealousy and envy and strife. You live in hell and he will let you die in hell. And so if his sure. love was unconditional, he won't let you live in hell. He no, will let you die. Go. So his love is not unconditional. You must be born again. That's the condition. That when we so say why uncon- say that it's unconditional when you're deceiving the people by telling them that? Because they're going to believe that they can just be what they want to be no, no, and no, still no. be that's with not, God. That's not because the way God I never said that. That's not the way I preach. We, we preach repentance. Okay, we, that's I know, but you part. say that God's love is unconditional. That's the, not the, true. The unconditional, when, when people are saying, if they were to say that, and I, by the way, don't really say that often, but I understand what you're saying, and I hear it a lot. What they're saying is, is that, in other words, God's arms are open for anybody. There's no you come as a child. There, that's the the love that people are talking about is unconditional. When it comes to like salvation, but they shouldn't say that because it's deceiving. It is deceiving. You know what? So, you got a good point. I, I will contend that you do have a good point in that aspect. And that's not so I don't go around saying like, oh, there's nothing you have to do. I'm always preaching repentance. I'm always preaching. You have to turn from your sins. So I agree with you on that. Yeah. One last thing. Is Jesus the son of God or God? <laughs> man, this is like a, you're asking all the biggest tough ones, man. Okay, so here's the thing about this, and I could teach this for weeks and weeks and weeks, but the bottom line is is that God is, you know, he had only begotten son. That means that when, when Christ was begotten as, as fully God and fully man through Mary, the Virgin Mary, okay, there was a begotten son, but God, is, is, is Jesus Christ was in the beginning, the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh. So Jesus is God. He's part of the Godhead, and a lot of people refer to this as the Trinity, but there's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But there is, with the Son is the begotten of God because there, there had to be a manifestation in the flesh, and that manifestation is begotten, and that's what people mean by the Son. So is, is Jesus God or the Son of God? It's, it's hard for our human finite minds to understand this, but he's both. But he didn't say he was both. He said he was the son. He said, Jesus, my father sent me. That's he right. said, father, forgive them. They know not what they do. If he were God, why didn't he just say, I forgive y'all. Y'all don't know what y'all are doing. But he because asked he the father, God he asked the father he, to forgive them. He took on a human form in order to die on the cross. for When our Jesus sins. went to pray. He said, I have to go and seek my father's will. That's true. Was yes. he going to seek someone else's will or his own will? He, he is part of the Godhead. No, so I'm asking the, you, was he going to seek God's will or his own will? He was going both. He, but he's, he's, how was he going to seek both? He said, I'm going to seek my father's will. Because he was in the flesh form at that point. Fully but why didn't he just say, I'm going to seek my own will? Here, I'll be back. Okay, but see, this is very uh, challenging, though, because the thing is, is that— But why did he say that, though? If he was God, why did he say, Father, forgive them? They know not what they do. I have to go and seek my Father's will. Oh, one last quick question. He he said greater works that he's doing because he didn't want them to make him into a God, right? He said, don't be worshiping me. Greater works shall you do than what I'm doing. So would that make us God if we do greater works than God? Now, we have the Holy Spirit in us. But, but would Jesus, that make us God, though, if we did greater works than him? No. That so then why us. would Jesus be God if he said we could do greater works than okay, even but, what but he see, did? Then you're, you're, you're getting into like— uh, No, like that's just Muslims, a question. Muslims believe that Jesus is a prophet. Other people believe Jesus is a prophet. But the Jesus is the son of God. He's the son of God, but he's also in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus is the word. He's the But Jesus word, never so. said he was God. Why did he say it? I'm God? Okay, because you got to go back to the Hebrew again, my friend. So if you go to the Hebrew and you look at it, it says the, the hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. Okay. Todd, Jesus- thank you so much for coming on, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm running out of time here. That's what I mean. The clock going to get us off. <laughs> Tell the folks how to get you again. Thank you so much. PastorTodd.org. PastorTodd.org. Thank you, Pastor Todd Donald, for coming on. I appreciate it, man. All right. Bless you, man. All right, buddy. I am so out of time for Eric from Maryland, Ron from Texas, Justin from Houston, Texas, Aiden, a first-time call out of Seattle, Alex out of Tennessee, 
and the Super Chat. I didn't mean to go that long, but we'll get to all that tomorrow, all right? Hake is coming up now. TheHakeReport.com from 9 to 11. Become your own man. Become your own woman. Pull away from the crowd, folks. You already know the truth. Know thyself, all right? Do the silent prayer. www.silentprayer.video. I'll be back tomorrow. Hate Report is coming up now. Have a good day. For the truth, so what you planning to do? You understand in the loop. You better go talk to your mama. Better stop up the drama. Better drop all the trauma. Boy, you better stand up and up. Put your hand up and hut. Cause if you don't, then we lose. And then we gotta hear the fake news. Whoa. Here's what I recommend. I invite you to download my silent prayer, and I want you to start doing it. You just download it, get the points of how to do it, and then after a while, you just do it on your own. It's going to point you in the right direction that your life will be returned to you from God. He will give you your life back because anyone and all people who has anger is not themselves. You are the person that you are angry at. That's why it's so important to get to know yourself so that you can see who you're angry at. And if you're doing the hooping and hollering prayers and things like that, some people get up, oh, praise the Lord, hooping and hollering, bless my mama, bless my daddy. Continue to do it. Do both. You will see if you want to stay with the hooping and hollering or do you want to be still and know God. So my gift to you, no charge, at rebuildingtheman.com slash church. Like, my cousin, like, sent me you, and I, I thank him for that. It was more of a, you know, he thinks the whole, like, every, everything's a joke. That just adds a little spice to it. But in the heart of what you're saying, yeah. there is real things going on. Yeah. People want to overlook that, and I'm telling you, Mr. Peterson, I'm not one of those people. And I thank God that, you know, he showed you to me, and sometimes we just need some Jesse in our lives, I guess. Thank yeah, you, I Chris. wish we had more brothers like you. We need more brothers like you. This because a lot of we don't have more 
most guys that can, you know, stand lead black people into the right direction. And I thank you for that because a lot of people will be like, man, it's still going on. It's racism. Yeah. And I try to tell them, like, watch his show. Listen to this brother. He's telling the truth. Take no thought about tomorrow. Yesterday doesn't exist. And you're going to see, man, God is with us and all is yeah. well. S.E. Lee Peterson show, guys. Shout out to Bible Thumper Thursday, Nick, Hassan, and JLP making it happen. So cool. And the hate.